Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are talking captains, trade targets, answering your questions for round 10. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined, as always, having a beer on a Friday Arvo by Luke Roger, mates. How are you? Yeah, mate, I'm going really well. Um, no Celtics merch above the table anyway. You got your Celtics shorts on, but <laughs> I got the Celtics shorts on. Very low. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, mate, it was a painful watch the other day as we went down to the heat. Oh. One of one of the good friends of the Ball Boys Fancy Basketball uh, podcast is Callum, yep. and he's a Heat fan. And he oh, was, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was giving me shtick, and uh, yeah, look, I always just hate versus the Heat because we, we just seem to play shit against them. I feel like we're a better team, but anyway, how good's Jimmy? Buckets, I'm still but. representing. I'm still representing. Oh, he is good. He is good. Come playoff time, yeah. it's his time. But no, we're, we're good, man. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Doing better than the Dubs, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for dropping that in there, mate. I appreciate it. I'm wearing my Nike hat today. No dubs hat getting oh, around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I've got a little surprise for you here, actually, because we, we mentioned on um, our podcast on Monday, we talked yes. about Errol Gould and he's racking them up and we had a bit of a look at his heat map yep. and uh, his heat map dead set looks like a penis. So we've got it here to show the people on the live show. The, oh, 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 hang on a second. Oh, goodness. So, <laughs> sorry, technical difficulty. Oh, I've, I've, put his dick, I've put his dick map right on your head. Sorry, that's, oh, yeah. that's well, on me, Well mate. planned. That's, <laughs> that's on me. Sorry, my sincere apologies. Mate, there, he, but is, he, he was hot that day. He looked uh, yeah, yeah, that, strong Strong performance there. Went hard in the contest by the looks of it. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. you can see there's um big old shaft right in the middle there and just a couple of little... <laughs> Little nads playing around the bottom, but um, yeah, my apologies, mate. Sorry, I didn't. Doing I didn't, the ball boys proud there. I didn't intend to put that right on your face. Yeah, I'm um, sure you let's, didn't. let's get back to the live <laughs> shot so that we can just get on with this podcast. My apologies. Oh there, mate. dear, Sorry. here we go. All right, but uh, so <laughs> week ten. Um, now I don't know about you, Luke, but this week, obviously, last weekend we had the we had the. You know, the, the shit show, basically, that was uh, Callum Mills for both you and I, who have him. A lot of teams have him. Um, throughout the week, we've had the Setterfield news, which for any good coach that held on to him uh, with the news, obviously, uh, <laughs> that Darcy Parrish went down, the good run. It's a double blow. So this week, I... If only you could have foreseen that. Oh, King, king so shit over here. Yes. Oh, how about kissed. the roller coaster we've been on? But you've been gloating that I'm now on yeah. that gloating with yeah. Setterfield gone. But uh, yeah, so Setterfield, the roller coaster is over. He has to be traded. But this week, look, at least until the last day or two, I've been I've been detoxing AFL fantasy. I've shifted my focus yeah. to, to basketball and the basketball draft and things on. like that. But I'm back. Okay. I'm back as of today, I've, I've done a yeah. stack of research. Very quiet day at work, so you know, done nothing but. I saw that mate. The, the run sheet was like proper prepared for yeah. me this afternoon. I didn't have to do anything. And uh, <laughs> and we've got some we've got some cracking cracking advice coming in. Um, you know, the the, the thumbnail on the sh- the video here says crisis creates opportunity, and Oy. that's the attitude we're going to take into this round. For all of you like myself who have the double injury going into this round, 
We can do it. We can we can get through by sheer persistence. We will. Uh, that was good, mate. We'll, that was we'll that up. was a little bit of a motivational piece to start the podcast. Let's go. So let's go. What uh, what did you think of Thursday's uh, teams that dropped yesterday? What do you what do you reckon? So there's a few few little takeaways here. A couple of little um, I guess minor things to talk about. Christian Salem is back for the D's. Someone who we were bit of Brayshaw action, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So uh, maybe a little watch. I wouldn't be super keen to jump in. Don't sh- dive in straight away. Nah, not straight away. Although. Maybe it could pay off, but I'd probably prefer to wait yeah. a week. Uh, but Christian Salem, obviously someone who we also, in his own right, thought he had some decent value moving into the season. Yeah. But he will debut for this season tonight. George Wardlaw to debut for the North uh, Melbourne Footy Club. Yep, yep. Um, Looks like an accountant, and I yep. hope he brings big numbers. Yeah, well, he was Try to get out my gear. I like it. Uh, but yeah, he was obviously, I think, number four pick for yes. North, and uh, pretty pretty good numbers as a junior. Playing a bit of like forward mid in the, um, in the where are they playing? The VFL. Yeah. But obviously with LDU out. That's something that a lot of people will, will talk downgrades uh, later on. Yeah, he's put up some decent numbers, but like I said, yeah, we'll get into it in the details later. Uh, Lachlan McAndrew to play for Sydney, so a lot of people's R3 Screwed a few people's donuts. Yeah, so <laughs> make sure you're across that, and if you were relying on him to be your loop option yeah. for a VC option, although they do play early in the round, uh, not an option anymore, but I guess hopefully, fingers crossed, he can make some cash owners. And uh, an option that I did consider earlier this week. No, and then you I, did not. And then did I, you? I did, I did, I did not consider him. And then when I saw, obviously, the the injury, Mitch Duncan. Okay, scrunch that paper up, throw that in the bin. The bloke's forty five years old. It, yeah. You don't go over thirty. What's yeah, going? He was why did cheap. You cons- he was cheap. He had the good buy, but yeah, obviously, Mitch Duncan has done his hamstring. Oh, you're very lucky. You did it. Well, I was going to say the people who were going to trade him, you, you kissed almost because <laughs> oh, that's like a, you, that's a red flag. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, could have been mm. something three minutes into the quarter and finish on a three, but that didn't happen. Yep. And the other big news, obviously, is Setterfield out, but Ridley is back in for Essendon, uh, making his return back. I also noticed that um, it was D'Ambrosio who made way for Ridley coming back yeah. in, and a Kane Baldwin held his spot, who played in defense last week with Ridley back and scored okay. Um, very cheap kind of a guy. We remember him from last year as being that key forward that yeah. kind of sucked, but... You know, playing a defence, maybe, um, maybe a new lease and new position for him to uh, to make some make some noise. So yep. I thought that was interesting. And then the last thing, which we will confirm at five o'clock, what's going on? Jack Steele has been named on the extended benches. That was a pretty and, loaded um, bench from memory. Yeah, it was a very loaded bench. So if we just have a look here, their bench: Seb Ross, Jack Steele, Liam Stocker, Dan Butler, Jack Bytel, Ben Patton, Tom Campbell. And Cooper Sharman. So you would think that maybe those first four names in Sebros, Steele, Stocker, Butler are the guys in there. Yeah. Um, but you know Jack Bartel, Ben Patton. You know they're usually in and around the side. Yeah. So um, and there's obviously a lot of talk about him. I think there was a footage that he trained today. So a yeah. little bit of optimism that he's going to play. But if I was a Jack Steele owner, I would be quite nervous, and I would be hopefully trying to save a trade for as late as possible so I can get confirmation. Yeah, well, we can only hope that he's out. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, from yeah. our perspective anyway. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> just rest up, Jack. Rest up to your buys, mate. You, you, can, you can kick your feet up. Although that would tank my Supercoach team. All right, let's... Uh, never, never fails to get a little plug in for his Supercoach team. In there. Up top 500, mate. I'm, I'm charging. Yeah, I, uh, despite yeah. your whinging too. Yeah. So, well done. All right. Let's, Let's talk targets, eh? Trade targets. Now, we're talking, we'll talk downgrades first because okay. a lot of people have this decision with the two guys I've got at the top of the targets here. Yep. Number one, Harry Sharp. Number two, George Wardlaw. Number three, my boy, the Mac, yep. Cameron Fleeton. Uh, four, Kane Baldwin, who I mentioned before, he's probably the cheapest option on this list. Oh, sorry, outside of Fleeton. Uh, and five, Bailey Humphrey. I'm not as keen about Bailey Humphrey as a lot of other people are just because, um, you know, he scored well last week, but the few weeks, I think two or three weeks ago, he did score a zero. How so easily people forget, don't yes. they? Yes, so, let's, yeah. We'll talk quickly. So let's go to the top the, two. The top two are probably the, the guys that are in a similar price bracket that people are kind of umming and ahhing over this week. And I think there's pros and cons for both of them, and you have to dig yep. quite deep. You've got to dig into buy structure. You've got to dig into, yep. you know, um, loop options this what week What are you doing around the buys? So Harry Sharp's break-even is... is considerably lower than Wardlaw's. I think it's actually in the negative. So, yeah, I think it's the lowest in the game at the moment. So the the thing that you've got to consider is if you go Wardlaw this week, 
you probably miss out there on Sharp if yeah. Sharp's a guy that you're looking at going. Whereas the opposite might be a scenario where you could potentially get both guys in. If you Correct. go Sharp this week and and you know he goes quite well, he'll jump up in cash. But Wardlaw's not going to make that considerable jump until potentially next week, depending on kind of where their scores are at. So yeah. h- how are you seeing that at the minute? Yeah, so I think I've got Sharp number one here because he is going to be the guy that gets away from you the quickest. If he goes 55 this week, which you know every chance he does so far based on what we've seen, he's going to go up about 45,000, yeah. okay? uh, which puts him sort of in that 330k range, which is starting to get a bit too expensive, for, especially for a guy that has the round 12 buy. And yeah. this is probably the thing that makes it more of a conversation for me because you've got the round 12 buy, so you're going to get two price increases between now and his buy versus someone like a George Wardlaw who has the round 15 buy, the very last buy. So the other thing with George Wardlaw is that he's, you would think he's got some pretty good job security based on the injury to LDU. Yep. Um, you know, the swinging of the axe over in North Melbourne, they've well, cut was, a lot of guys. It was the swinging of the chair as well. Did you read yeah, that story? Yeah, I did see that. So oh, okay. the, um, Don't bloody... Get on me go today. I might pick yeah. this chair up and just yeah. whack you over the head. <laughs> okay. You never know. Mate, up that heat, mate. I might have every right to hit <laughs> you with the chair. Uh, but I think, um, to me, that makes it feel like he's got good job security in a poor side, high draft pick, potentially the opportunity for midfield time. Um, now, you would love to wait a week is the thing yeah. and, and confirm that. Yeah. But in saying that, I think their scoring capacity is probably similar. If not, the ceiling is probably there more for Wardlaw. Um, yeah. However, if you go Wardlaw, you're missing out that 40k price rise of a, of a sharp potentially, and so you're probably going to have to wait and, and go somewhere else next week. The, the where I would make the decision for a lot of people is if if you're forecasting your next couple of trades, if you're looking at going um, sharp this week and Wardlaw next week, and that still can get you that cash because Wardlaw is still 300k. He's close. He's yeah. expensive. Yeah. If that can still get you upgrade next week, then you go sharp. If you're going to go for one of these guys and next week you're going to have to get a cheaper guy to get your upgrade, if you're looking pretty tight on that upgrade, then you go Wardlaw because I think he's safer in terms of his job security. The round 15 buy is better for rookies, in my opinion, because you just play them throughout the buys and then at their buy, you trade them out. Yep. That's fine. Uh, versus you know a rookie in the round 12, there's every chance he has his buy, has a week off. You hold him because he's got low break even still, but then he comes back round 13, he's not there. Um, so, yeah. That's kind of my tiebreaker. I guess it's going to be very team dependent in terms of what you're doing. Where you go. I, I think there could be a little bit um, more positional opportunity for Wardlaw as well in that yeah. North Melbourne team with all the injuries that they have. So I think that they might. I think he's actually named on the ball, to be honest, whether that eventuates or not. Yeah, um, too we'll see. But, you know, I think there could be the opportunity for him to go through there a little bit, maybe. So yeah. if they're, you know, looking at blood a young fella who's a high draft pick, um, I'm sort of leaning that way. To be yeah. perfectly honest, I think I think um, the other thing with Sharp, he's very. I think he's close to the edge of the team as well. So there's every chance that he potentially is like a sub risk. Yeah. Um, and especially when we are coming up to the buys, like say he's even still there, those scores, whilst they can potentially be dropped off, we don't want to have too many of those guys in our team. So um, Daniel Rich with his calf is still one to two weeks away. You'd, you'd think they'd probably just hold him out to the buys. Yeah. So I think he's there for the next two weeks. Um, so if you want a quick cash grab and then on his round 12 buy, if you don't have any other moves to make, which is a very awkward round of trading, you could just cash him out, you know, make a quick 80 to 90K. That's cool. And then get rid of him on, on the buy for someone else with a later buy. Um, but say Daniel Rich comes in after his buy, Wilmot goes back out to that wing, Sharps back out. I could very easily see that scenario, which is why I didn't go him last week because I was worried about, you know, Rich just walking back into that team. What are your thoughts on um, Humphrey Bebear? I can see that Bales is spruiking him in the comments. Maybe it's yeah. to do his namesake, but yeah. Oh, look, I'm just not. I'm not that psyched in this format. Um, three hundred sixty thousand break even of three. Bales has also commented that um, Rats has come out and said Wardlaw will play midfield, so that's good. Well, there you go. That's, a little tick that's, in that box. That's a good tick. So thank you, Bales, um, thank you, Bales for the little scoop there. Um, but I just think that. Look, like we said, how quickly people forget he had a zero a couple of weeks ago. Remember, his 94 against uh, last weekend it's was West against West Coast, Coast yeah. um, which obviously is a very, very friendly matchup for everyone. Comes up against the Lions at the Gabba. 
And then I think they've got back-to-back games in Northern Territory as well, which can sometimes be, you know, slippery kind of a game, which might suit him with the tackling style that he plays. But I don't know. At 360k, I'd want a bit more reassurance that, you know, I don't, I don't want to see a zero in your last three games when I'm paying a yeah. bit more than some of these other boys. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, I know he has that round 13 buy, but yeah, I just, um, it's a bit much, a bit much for my taste. So we've got a couple of sort of half decent downgrade targets, but what are we looking at on the other end with some upgrades? So we're going to go through things a little differently. We're two weeks away from the buy round. So I'm going to go through basically each buy round and look, and depending on different teams out there, if you're looking for a round 12 buy player, 13 foot, whatever, whatever suits your team, we're going to go through each position and sort of outline the best options. Nice. That's very generous of you to yeah, break it mate, down like mate, that. I slaved away at this list. You're a hard-working um, individual. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to question whether you have a day job. <laughs> Barely. Okay. Um, guys, uh, I need this ad revenue because... <laughs> <laughs> so, recommend it to your we friends. We don't even get the ad revenue, mate. We got, yeah. We've got a we copyright need, Actually, we need to get this petition going for this song, this intro song. Our intro song, which we, we love dearly. I mean, yes, we, we can't we, say we love it dearly. It's not our song. No, it's not our we song. Do. We do. We love our intro we song dearly. We love the song. But unfortunately, it does actually belong to someone else. Dropkick yes. Murphys is Dropkick the band. Murphy's. Um, Shout out to Dropkick Murphy's. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually emailed them asking whether we could use their song and we've uh, had bagels thus far. Yeah. So, um, They're not letting us monetize yeah. these videos yet. Why but, do we start talking about that? Um, because I've got no job um, <laughs> and I need the money desperately. So but anyway, talking about buys. Um, round 12 buy for defenders. I think that there's two guys you can look at here. Jack Sinclair and Hayden Young, I think, are the two guys. Very close, in my opinion, in terms of priority. I still shake my head when we, we bloody suggest people trading in right, Hayden Young. Three on the trot in terms of uh, hundreds. Um, I'm still not watching games. So, and, the last, and it's working well. Last game against Sydney. Look, he does come up against Geelong. Yeah. It is in Optus Stadium. I'm trying to reach for something here. Yeah. But, yeah, look, there's definitely something that's changed since that slight change in GameStop. And um, <laughs> so... Coming, beer's coming back up, uh, but he's below 800k still. So look, he is someone that I think has a little bit of value if yeah. all things go well. Sinclair is an interesting one. Like, what do you, what do you think about Sinclair? He's nearly down 100k based on his starting price. Um, came off a stinker last week against Adelaide, but he still is a guy. He's had a, you know three tons in his season so far. He's actually had fewer tons than Hayden Young, by the way. Um, but what do we think about him as a guy who was an average, uh, hundred averaging player last year? Is he someone that could bounce back to that sort of level, or is that the, not what we expect anymore? I, I don't expect it to be honest. I think St Kilda are playing a different style. That he, he's still a great football player and he's an important part yeah. of St Kilda's team. But I don't think he's going to do that kind of fantasy piggery that we saw last year. And I think the other thing too is, you know, he, he does benefit from the line that you can pick him up on as well. Yeah. So like, if we're talking about him being somewhere thereabouts for being in that top six um, averaging uh, defenders. Yeah. But I kind of see him with with those guys that we could throw a blanket over at yeah. the moment with your Hayden Youngs, your Sicilies, your Sinclairs, yeah. your Stewarts. Maybe he's a little bit higher. But those guys, yeah. um, I kind of see him in that realm this year. I agree. I agree. So I'm not too fussed on either of those guys. If you're desperate for a round 12 defender, those are the two that I would choose because there aren't many round 12 defenders going around a lot of teams, a lot of... People are heavy on those round 14s and 15s in defense. Round 13, we've been saying it for weeks, probably months now. Tom Stewart is the only real guy there. Uh, um, I think, you know, Will Phillips, who was the flavor of the week last week, I probably mistakenly sort of said okay to it, but I'm, again, I'm not too keen on it anymore. Um, Yeah, I just don't really like him as a, as a sort of pick at this point because of the price. I think there's a lot of Gold Coast guys that have been spoken about in the last couple of weeks that may not have been spoken about if it wasn't for that buy. I do agree, yeah. And which look, the buy is definitely something, which, yeah. which is why Tom Stewart has been in our trace markets every single week yeah. because he's a genuine premium. Um, but I think he's probably the best option there. Round 14 buy for defenders. I've got Angus Brayshaw here and James Sicily. Now, Brayshaw is number one here purely for value. So you could get a, a probably a poorer rookie up to an Angus Brayshaw who's under 700k, and with the news of um, Salem Salem back, he is someone that could potentially elevate, and he's probably bottomed out or thereabouts in price anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think you're at least getting what you're paying for with a bit of upside. I saw a stat um, midweek. There was something along the lines of when if Brayshaw has a CBA, he averages. 
like 95 or something like that. Oh, okay. It was just like over the past Interesting stat. So Interesting stat. I really didn't source that stat well. I've just pulled it out of my ass there. But Mate, we will take it as gospel. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolute fact. It's out there. It's on the internet. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Must be true if you read it on Twitter. 95 average coming in for Brayshaw. Um, and Sick Dog, look... <laughs> Sick Dog is a guy, he's under 800k now, so he's actually cheaper than someone like a Sinclair. Yeah. Uh, break even of 100, he did go over 100 in his last game, so he's probably close to bottoming out. He does have a better run, in my opinion. Um, West Coast, St Kilda, Port and Brisbane leading up to his buy, so hopefully he can get on the end of some cheap ball, which we know he does love to collect. Um, so I do think if you're looking for a round 14 buy, and maybe I've got a bit more um, than like a Brayshaw, he is another good option. So I prefer probably both of those options more than a round 12 if you could do either. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then round 15, I think it's Sam Doherty as the number one target. Whitfield, you could also probably throw in there as well. Although I think that his price, it's not quite... It's not quite value for the long term. There might be a bit of short-term sugar. Would you see Whitfield as a guy that you can go to? He's got a great three-week run here leading into his buy three, four-week run, and then you can you know shift off him after that, or is it... Not that that's not the case. What do you think? It, it is something that we're closing up to the buy rounds now that you can do things like that. I yep. do. I do think that you can do that. Um, it's just the fact that like he's not he's not exactly cheap seven hundred ninety five thousand price at ninety three like what do we actually expect him to do over these next little while like yeah. does he, does one, he go one hundred fifty this week <laughs> one fifty this week I mean against <laughs> the Saints right um, could look, be. he could have a big one but I just I don't think he's like people talking about him as if he's like really cheap yeah and I don't actually think he's all that cheap compared to what I expect him to do so he's kind of uh, an option for me but not really and then. I didn't list this guy in here, but Lockie Ash is another guy a lot of people are talking about. I think that there's better options, personally. Again, he's over 700k. Yeah, he's exy now, eh? Um, you can get a Brayshaw for cheaper, and I think he's got more likelihood to stay in your side for longer. Yeah. Um, plus, he's probably got a better buy round at that round 14, where everyone, most coaches out there have a heavy round 15. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm at the moment saying no on a, an Ash, Ash, because yeah. I think there's other options. And he's already made 150k, so... It, Feels like you're chasing what's already got away. Yeah, from you in a little way. Yeah, oh. I mean the the run is is nice, but yeah. I don't know. It's 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 just not a kind of player that I think you would go for at that price. Halfway house kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and again, he's not exactly cheap in my opinion. Yeah. All right, the mids, middies. Now, there's a few in here that I'm gonna run, I want to run past you because okay. I've yep. I've been asking around, especially some of these round twelve guys. You've been asking around. I have, and, you got your and sources. I've, I've been getting. Well, I haven't been getting some great responses for any of these. He, these he players. hasn't asked me, by the way, guys. No. He well, just I'm asking you now. I'm saving it for the coaches. content for the gear. Oh, thank you, um, <laughs> Brad Crouch. Mm. What do we think about Brad Crouch as an option of a round twelve uh, player? He's he's down a little bit in price now at um, he's eight thirty eight thousand. He's down there for a reason, but down a hundred k. The last few weeks has been. Um, you know, subpar. 96 last week, 83 the week before, but back-to-back 70s the two weeks prior. Before that, though, he had 400s in a row, 4-110s in a row. Yeah. I think so, I heard... Well, I think I heard Holmesy on the pod, pod this week basically say, um, do Don't not do trade yeah. him back Crouch. As, <laughs> he was one of the guys he's I an asked. Owner, he was I mean, one of the like, guys I asked, but... But the... Sometimes as an owner, you're a bit more um, pessimistic. Well, we you know, like we are with Hayden Young, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I think so. What sort of... If Steele's out, do you think that that impacts Crouch? Because Crouch is already at the CBAs, isn't he? Like that's yeah. my understanding of it. Is so. Well, based on what happened, he he went well without Steele. So Steele went out in that game in round two. Yeah. And in the next three weeks, he went one twenty two, one twenty five, one eighteen. He then had a seventy five, but that was the game that Carlson just possessed the shit out of the ball. Yeah, I remember that. So um, is it one of those? Actually, things- no, I think Steele was back for that game. We're still back for that game. I have to double check that. Well, but um, yeah, I think the I think the issue there is that um, you, it's the last game of the round. Yeah, and so you you're not going to get any solid information on that. We think that there's there's rumors out there that still could be a laid out potentially. Mm-hmm. It's not something to be launching into this week. That's all I'll say. I I actually don't mind it personally. I, I think he's got Giants and then Hawthorne you, in this next two. Would rounds. you do it? He was in my trade plans before okay. Setterfield was. Injured. Um, okay. When I was just doing a rookie down and a player up, he was like all I could really get to. Yeah. Um, 
And if you can't quite get to those sort of 900K guys, I think that if you're looking for someone in the midfield, he has the potential to bring it home well. Um, he's unique, so it presents risk. He has a decent run, and again, if it fits your structure, I'm not afraid to trade in a round 12 guy at this stage because, again, every person you're trading in between now and the buys is going to miss a game. So if it fits your build, and it's and, and it's different for premiums than rookies, in my opinion, because he's not going to get dropped. Um, Val's just commented that you didn't ask him either, mate. You prick. <sighs> well, Bales, I was, yeah. <laughs> I, I was asking... I asked Holmesy because obviously he had him, and uh, he, yeah, he said, don't pick him, but... <laughs> Yeah. To get to your question as well, my thoughts on Lockie Neal is he's incredibly cheap, but no, because Brisbane are just a different team fantasy-wise this year. And then the last guy that you said there as well was um, Luke Parker. Luke Parker is a guy that is was a good trade-in for you last year, I recall. And yeah. I just feel as though this year, if he was that DPP guy, mm. I think he's doing what you need him to be to be a top six forward in the last couple of weeks. But as a midfield-only trade-in option... Um, for me, I don't know. Is he a chance of getting DPP? That's the question, I guess. Uh, I don't think so. No, he's playing he's high, playing high usage in the midfield. So, his last three average, though, was 106. Um, and he's got north this week. So, But but you have to then compare him to your other midfield options down. Yeah. So I think yeah. Are, are people stuck in the last year's lens of going like, oh, Luke Parker was a great option last year. Yeah. So look at him again. Like he's, not, he's, not a, he's not a keeper. He's definitely not yeah. a guy who's a top eight a top eight guy. So he's a guy that's sort of there if it fits your buy around. And again, he's under 800K. So he's a guy that, you know, he's got north, um, Carlton, his buy. And then he goes uh, St. Kilda straight after his buy. Brisbane, and then West Coast through yeah. your buy rounds. There's some pretty decent matchups in there. Um, Bailey Smith's only a little bit more expensive. Mills there. Yeah, look, when you start comparing him to other players, I prefer some others, but there is a world where he is a decent pick this week. Yeah, Lockie Neal, I agree with you. I actually, um, I'm down on Neal just because of what we've seen so far this season. He's, he's the kind of guy that, his scoring has been poor and there's not really a reason why in terms of like um, there's no injury there. He's still getting high CBAs. The role's still there. It's just yeah. the other guys around him affecting him and the yeah. changing game style. So You're not going there, are you? Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't go Neil. So a couple of middies that we've got on the round 13 by to consider are Noah Anderson and uh, and then Matty Rowell as well. Neither yeah, the herbivore. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, um, cud muncher. Yeah. Right? Cud, is, wait, I've just gone in. Cud, cud is like um, a. Be careful. <laughs> you got to be so careful. Okay, I'm going to Google that, but I'm yeah. not going anywhere near him. Noah Anderson, too expensive at the moment for me. Yes, I agree. And then Matt Rowell, relying on tackles. If there's a week where he doesn't get his tackles, don't worry about his score. I'm, I don't mind Matty Rowell. I think I don't Cud mind is it. like chewed grass or something. Yeah, Maybe okay. I'm you better just, be right there. Let me let me find out. Yeah, be careful with your words, mate. Um, I yeah. don't mind Matty Rowell if you're desperate for a round 13 guy, but like I've said before, I don't think we need to fall over ourselves to get these round 13 guys in because, you know, especially like the round 12 guys are also good. You know, they're going to be there for round 14 and 15, which are the ones we're going to struggle with. So, Cud is partly digested food returned from the first stomach to... Where have you pulled this, mate? To the mouth for further chewing. (laughs) Where have you pulled this? That is fucking disgusting. (laughs) Well, I I didn't know it was that, yuck, but Cud... And there's a picture of a cow. That means I was on the right... Okay. Right? Because that was what Matty Lay off Matty Rowe. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, no, he, he is. grass. That's, yeah. There's nothing oh, it tackles about, like right? a beast. But isn't that... That's disgusting. Yeah, it that comes back from the stomach so you can chew it again. Let's move on from that. Uh, <laughs> round 14 by... This, there's a few options here that I do like. Um, Zach Merritt is a guy that I, I do really like. Um, this week, obviously, we've talked about the run for Essendon. Now that Setterfield's out... So... Last week, I owned I owned him. Yep. and You were, it, you were frustrated. It fucking sucked because yeah. he played... No CBAs in that last quarter. But now with Setterfield out, are you just like, there he has, has to, to be, be has in the to. midfield? Like, there's, there's no... no... Yeah. Plus, the, I think they threw him forward just to experiment, is my Experiment in the fourth quarter when they weren't going to win the game. Exactly. They weren't going to win the game. Do you know what I mean? So, it like, didn't feel up like... against Richmond, it's a big game. Obviously, it's the dream time at the G. Like he has to be in the midfield. He's the captain. He's going to have to step he up. To he's be. got really good records against uh, yep. Richmond. And then he's got... Um, I'm pretty sure he's got North and West Coast, which where they're going to be, you know dominating and he's going to want to fill his boots. So I, I think he's a great option this week. He's actually in my trade plans. Yeah, Ellie just texted me a photo about Cud as well. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, Everyone's well, on the Cud train. The bloody Rogersons, bunch of sickos you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes that food needs extra chewing, mate. Number two, Clayton Oliver. 
I think he is now under the one million dollars, and um, his ownership in the top one hundred and top one thousand. I saw a very interesting start from uh, Selby. It's been dropping yeah. uh, recently because but that's because everyone's catching. That's right, but it does mean that if you can get on a guy who I still believe is going to be the number one midfielder for the rest of the season, yeah, um, you know he does still have that ceiling. Uh, tough matchup this week playing against Port, but again. It is Clayton Oliver. He, he does matchups. Sometimes don't meet anything. Uh, and then Rory Laird. I would have I would have him higher if it wasn't for all the just question marks. Question marks him. every week. And, and we were talking about this a little bit before we jumped on. Was he he's a guy an upgrade target that I can get to this week? Mm. He Kelly Brayshaw guys in that price bracket. It seems weird that. I'm asking questions. It seems like, you know, yeah. this time last year or, you know. Well, he was the guy. It's, he's from the guy. It's like he was if, 130. Well, if Laird was, if I was going to be able to afford Laird at 940K mm. or whatever he is. Pull the trigger. Absolutely. Yeah. And now why am I asking questions about it? Do you reckon those questions are warranted? Uh, they're warranted. I think they could look silly in a month's time when he, like, goes on this run where he averages 130 over the next yeah. two months. But they are warranted right now because of, you know, the nicks and bruises and you know, he obviously you know, sat out the last quarter yeah. last week for, for, you know, serious reasons. Like, they're not doing that lightly. Um, but I still think he just does present that ceiling and upside. And if you're trying to make up ground, he's a guy that can do that. Yep. Real quickly through this round 15, because a lot of people are stacked there. Josh Kelly, number one target for me. Sam Walsh, who looks likely to get forward status, but even if he was a mid only, is a really good target. That's insane. And a real cheap option here. I do have Jai Simkin, although, again, if you can wait a week, I'd probably do that. But he is nearly under 700K as a guy who's probably their number one midfielder at the moment. I know it's north, but I think with all the stuff with the coach and stuff recently, you would expect they're going to come out you know, with a point to prove this week. Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, he's had some reasons as to why some of his bad scores are there, and I still think he's a guy that could at least do mid to high 90s. I think um, this week will tell us a lot about what direction North want to take this season. Do yeah. you feel the same? Like if Yeah. So we, we look this week, and we just kind of see what, what they decide to do, and yeah. then we can kind of make some decisions from there. Yeah. Uh, forwards, round yep. 12, Errol, Josh Dunkley. The dick, the big dick. <laughs> the big, the, I hope the he's hot heat. dick. What? <laughs> his, his heat map. <laughs> you can't say that, man. Okay. Come on. <laughs> uh, Errol, look, he's getting pricey now, but he's in the 900k uh, no, price No, the fucking bread's out. I've just seen in the comments. We're, oh, not, we're not even up to that part shit. of the show. Okay, well, we're going to have to talk about that. No. Uh, but anyway, this Josh This is where Dunkley. I throw the chair. This is where I stand up and just throw the chair into the wall. Fuck yeah, that. Fucking hell, I'm going to have to... It's another shit rookie on my field because I can't trade him out with my injuries. Um, so where are we at? Yeah, Dunkley. I think for the most part, both these guys, if you don't have them, you kind of wait for your, their buy to pick him up because they've been hurting you the last couple yep. of weeks. I've heard sort of Selby say stuff about this, but like at least on their round 12 buy, if you don't have them, um, like they're not hurting you that yeah, week. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like a I break. It's a break you. from that. Round 13, there's no one. Yep. I cannot think of a single four that you'd want in round 13. <laughs> um, round 14... Here's where I want to talk about another big topic for this week. My number one target for the round 14 buy in the forward line is Ben Hobbs. Hobbsy. Um, I am, I'm a believer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Eva? Wasn't that what Dwayne Johnson's character was called in Fast and the Furious? Hobbs? Or was that something else? Uh, yes. Uh, something like that. There's, there's something in Hobbs. It's like a name Hob- of a movie or something like that. Is it? I'm not a big Fast and Furious guy, but... It does ring a bell. Mate, Fast and Furious 10's out in cinema soon. Aren't you, aren't you Ken? Part, part one of a three-part sequel. Yeah. yeah three-part finale. What I love about them is just they're so realistic yeah, they're, as well. Yeah. I think that's Grounded in realism. Yeah. Um, but I believe now 
Setterfield's out. Parrish was out. You would expect he went into midfield last year, but actually had zero CBAs, which was fewer than he was doing the previous two weeks. Yeah. But surely he's in there. <laughs> surely he's in there. I mean, you, you have to you own Mills and you own Setterfield. It's, you I'm have going to there because it, like I there's there's not many options for me, and I yeah. think it's the perfect kind of a guy that if you're in that situation, which I think a few people would be with those double injuries in the midfield for players that are, don't have much money on them. Um, you know, you make two hundred plus K. Yeah. to go from him, and then you get another one up to an Uber premium. So that's what I'm doing. The run is excellent, and he's the kind of guy that come his by, you trade him out, you don't have to worry about it. So um, okay, go, go short-term then, play. Go for a guy like me who who doesn't have to... I don't have set of fit. I've got Mills. Yep. If I don't if I don't get to Hobbs this week, and then he, he shows that he's worth getting to, have I missed out by next week? No, you haven't missed out by next week because his break even is not that low. Um, I think it's in the forties or something like that. Um, let me just double check. But look, it, it it's forty five. Um, yeah. And again, he's up against Richmond. Big game at the at the G. Um, look, he's going to go up in price, you would imagine, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be a crazy amount that he's not still going to be value if he looks the goods. Um, so, in an ideal world, you do wait a week. But if you're in a situation like me, you go for it. Or if you're in a situation where obviously the bread has been dropped, if you can maybe get him up and you can only get him up to someone really cheap, I don't mind going Ben Hobbs if it gets like a rookie off your ground and maybe yep. a shit rookie off your bench down to someone uh, decent. I think that is an okay play so to make. A couple of others on the round 14 buy that you've typed in here. Stringer, it's a no for me, the volatility. And then Dillamore is a guy that if he ever gets that role... Yeah. He's going to be. He could be like an Errol Goulden. They've got a good run coming up, the Hawks, and um, for for a player like Dylan Moore, he could he could have some some nice games. So Eagles this round, yeah, he could kick four goals and get twenty five touches. Um, Saints the week after, but then he goes Port and Brisbane leading into his bye. So Saints Saints allow scoring, but not necessarily to forwards. Am I right in saying that, or am I? They're talking they're, they're not as good as defenders, but they yeah. still do give up some some okay. decent scoring for Support. players, especially players like. You know, uh, more as a forward. He plays forward, but he he does get up the ground a fair yeah. bit. So it'd still be a no for me. But it's a guy that is just wasted fantasy wise. Look, if you're having fun at this point, in your, if you have AFL fantasy season, you want to get a guy who is a lot of fun to watch. Then yeah, yeah my yeah. boy, my boy, you can go in round fifteen. By we've got a couple of guys to talk about here. The the guy that I really would like to talk about is Bailey Smith. Yes. So he's a guy that's dropped significantly in value since we were spruiking him at the start of the season. Yes. <laughs> this is the thing, hey. If he, if he's in the role that he was in last week, then for me, it's like yes, Jump he's on. now DPP. It's like let's let's go. Yeah, but but the problem is week to week, he could go from eighty percent CBAs to zero percent CBAs. So I just it's I need I need to see one more week to then seriously consider it as a play. Maybe next week. Yeah, so his break even is 94. So again, he is that guy that you can wait a week. You don't have to jump on this week. He won't yep. completely get away from you. He does have a good ceiling. Um, who do they verse this week? Is it a good matchup? Adelaide. So I guess middle of the run uh, kind of a matchup. Not yep. too hard, not super easy either. The thing is though, Trelaw is one or two weeks away with his hamstring. Yep. So you could wait a week. I mean, it's probably a reason to not jump on, I guess, as well. Um, that's the only hesitation, right? What yeah. happens when Trelaw comes back? We saw yeah. him with zero percent CBAs. It's an it's a it's an educated risk, I think, is the way I would take it. He's got high ceiling. He can score without the CBAs. Potentially, you trade him out at round fifteen because he has that last buy. Worst if case. it doesn't work out, um, so I still think he's a good option for those looking for that forward. Um, Last couple there, Butters and then Cogs. We've been saying Butters yeah. is a good option we for weeks. Him. And I, to be honest, I still think he's a good option. I think he's still... I, check me on this, but I think he's priced at like low 90s still. Uh, yes, I think um, he is. Like 93 or something like that. So, um, you know, there's a guy that in that role has the potential Price there for 92. another 10 points yeah. of upside, in, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a good trade-in target if you still haven't got one. Yeah. And then Cogs... Uh, is a little more expensive, but um, obviously with that juicy run coming up, but then that's going to be another round 15 buy that you've got to contend yeah. with if, if you're already heavy on that. Yeah, so, so he's, he's probably the bottom of the list there for me yeah. for those round 15 boys, but 
still someone to look at. Feels like we've been talking trade targets forever. Quickly rank your top four and then we'll uh, go talk about the teams. Uh, actually. Just, just top rankings for each buy round. Round 12, I've got Brad Crouch here, but you could convince me on Luke Parker if you really wanted to. Uh, round 13, Tom Stewart. Round 14, Zach Merritt. He is my probably overall number one target yep. this week. And then round 15, Josh Kelly in the mids. Or if you wanted a forward, I also like Bailey Smith. Uh, the big ones there. Beautiful. Should we have a little bit of a chat about the teams? They've just dropped. Yeah, you can let's see do in that. the comments people are blowing up because um, the bread's gone mouldy. Burnt bread, I saw. Burnt in there bread, well. no. We don't, hate burnt bread. So what's going on here? I'll just pull it up on my screen. Um, yeah, so George Hewitt, who was the sub last week, is out. Alex Chin Cotter, Chiabada is out. Jordan Boyd is in. Boo. Um, <laughs> so, yes, he's an emergency, which also, yeah, that sucks. Um, I don't think he's the kind of a guy you have to trade. He could very well make his way back into the team again. Yeah. But he has a little bit of money on his head, nearly 400K. Break even is 34. Look, if he, if you can get to the guy you want with him. Yeah, if you, were, trade if you were considering trading a, a playing player to make your upgrade and now you can trade um, Chibata instead, you can slice the bread. You can uh, slice him. Yeah, it kind of worked. Oh, um, Jesus. Uh, then, yeah, I think you could make that play, couldn't you? Yeah. So, that it's sucks. a bummer. It means that, for me, I'm going to be probably fielding one or two of Drury, Wilmont, Fleeton. Ooh. Van Ruin. Oh, goodness. One of those guys. It's, Gross, uh, mate. Yeah, it means I'm going to have a shit because I can't trade him out. I've got to get rid of Your those. team sucks, eh? It does suck. It's a... Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on from that. Um, the other teams, anything else? So, Jack Steele is there. He's not out injured. Look, my gut says he plays. Yeah, I think so too. But, again, I, if possible, I'd try and hold a, a weird trade. thing. Do you think naming him on the bench is more a bit of like a, ooh, to the opposition? <laughs> rather than... Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I, I never know with these teams, eh? Anyway, someone else's uh, problem, eh? Someone else's problem. They can <laughs> figure that out. Uh, but yeah, I, my gut says he's playing. Um, and then what was the other game? Uh, yeah, so Campbell Chester is in. Okay, so that's good. We've got another green dot. And Noah Long is in, which was uh, your boy as well that you were Fuck. hoping for a loop. Uh, oh. Which is no so longer Chester, there. So Chester and Long. Chester and Long are both I mean, in. that's good for green dot potential because they've yeah. just been sitting there for ages. Well, hopefully those guys in a poor performing side can just get some run in them and, and help us through the buy rounds. Yeah, so. okay. I've just seen a comment pop up that Steel's named on the ball. So have they changed the, the name since pop up? And I actually feel bad because pe- people when. are asking like what to do with Steel. So... Uh, I said someone else's problem, but that's terrible of me. The, my my uh, sort of opinion with Steele is is it's tough because he's the last game on Sunday, but <clears throat> could you see a scenario where you make sure that you don't lock that last trade in and then your get-out-of-jail-free card, your you know break glass in case of emergency is just going like Steele to Kelly or, or Steele to... Do you know what I mean? Like, do, would you do that if you were in that situation? I think if there's a trade you want to do... um. If, if you're weighing up two different options and the option, like one of the options is like later in the round, then perhaps that just steers you more into that round to give you enough time that if there is something that happens, you, you lock that in. Yeah. But if you think about like, say for example, your other option is upgrading a rookie to a premium yeah. and steel ends up being a laid out. And as long as you've got that emergency, you've got the same amount of premiums on your field anyway. That's true. With the upside that you get an upgrade and get steel playing as well. So yeah, that's true. I, I think don't jump at shadows in that regard. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a f- <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago. I think it was um, Zebel was you know scheduled to not play last game of the game yeah. round went one sixty. No, so you summarised you, that well actually. If you jump at shadows, sometimes it come back to bite you. So that was good, mate. You know your fantasy, hey. Mate, I, listen listen to me. Just don't do what I do. <laughs> Bring in Callum Mills. <laughs> that was insightful. No. Uh, yeah, so that, that's my takeaway from it. Any other interesting news with those teams? Or are no, we... I think uh, I our boy feel. the Mac has held, obviously. Um, Josh Fahey hasn't made the team yet. He's still an emergency, which is someone we were looking at. So yeah. get him out of your trade plans if he was in there. Yeah, okay. But hopefully a big game for the Mac this weekend against Saints. The Mac sounds nothing like what his actual name is. Hey, we got Neither does the bread, mate, but... <laughs> Yeah, actually, true. <laughs> <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, uh, Fleeton, yeah. for anyone who wasn't Fleet listening. Fleeton Mac, Fleetwood Mac, yeah. the Mac. It's a bit of a stretch from Mitch, but we'll, we'll play on. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. Um, 
Listen to the pod, you know, you'll understand. All right, let's talk. Are we talking big boys? Some of these. Big boys. Let's. You've had a big boy right on your face at the start of the podcast, so now we're going to yeah. talk more big boys. Yeah, well, hopefully... Well, hopefully he'll make an appearance in this list as well, well actually. Um, well, well. Last week, I found it really tough. This week, I think we've got seven good options. We've touch got we've wood. got options options everywhere. No, touch wood, uh, mate. Touch Don't wood. say that. One is coming out of the wazoo. <laughs> uh, number one, ball boys, big boy. It's our boy, Timmy T, uh, up against Essendon in a big matchup at the G, Dreamtime at the G. I think... Just my gut says that he thrives in those big games and those huge crowds. Uh, Essendon's midfield is a bit, you know, down in terms of some of their their bigger bodies with set set of fields. So I think that helps him. Yeah, I agree. I think um, he'll be relishing the opportunity to play in more big games as well. I think so too. Um, you know, I think that they even were interviewed. I think uh, when I say that, I mean he and Hopper at the start of the year about the fact that that was something they were really excited for. So yeah. this would be a good opportunity for him to show it. I don't mind that at number one. So number one, yes. So here's my number one guy. Number Can- two in the same game, I have Zach Merritt up against Richmond. That's a ballsy big boy. Yeah, it's a bold one, but I think Coming obviously up against Richmond, it's a very good matchup. I yeah. think that with the outs, he's guaranteed locked in there. And again, big game. I think you'll see some of these these guys that are important to their clubs step up. And uh, yeah. uh, I'm expecting it to be a very hot contest. You no, Nothing about you trading him in this week has uh, lent you towards putting him there? Nothing at all, mate. This, nothing this is at an all. aspirational big boys. <laughs> I've, I've gone from my hot takes to my big boys is the optimistic <laughs> thing. No, I, I genuinely do think he's going to go big this week. And uh, yeah, I've got him at number two. Um, the problem is you have to pick between those two because obviously they play the same game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got Timmy T ahead. Uh, number three, Errol Goulden. Oh my days. Uh, has, I think this is his first time on the list. Uh, but number three, coming off the back of back-to-back 150-plus scores, and he comes up against North Melbourne with no Callum Mills. This is the perfect vice-captain option for me. So when does he play, did you say? He plays on the, the first game on Saturday. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, so, so you're going Errol VC. I'm going... This is what I'm going to be doing. Errol VC into a Tim Taranto C is going to be my plan. I'm going to be such a copycat too, hey? Um, just just the fact that, like, North Melbourne, it's in Marvel. Um, the way he plays, he's got that Dacos about him where he's just hungry for the ball. He's uh, so thirsty. And, uh, you know, he probably is going to get the CBAs with no mills there. Yeah. Um, and I just think that a big one could be on the cards and we want a player with ceiling as our VC. I've got a couple of rucks next. Ron Marshall just ahead of Tim English. So Ron Marshall at four, Tim English at five. Ron Marshall is up against... Um, uh, who's he up against? The Giants. And they have been giving up a lot of big scores. I to- think over the last three weeks... Any Ruckman who's played the Giants has almost gone 120. Well, speaking about big boys, Mason Cox went 128 against Matt Flynn. And then last I think the week. stat going around is English went 150, and then also. Yeah. Fuck Laddams, me, I, can't I remember. think. Laddams, yeah. that's it. Like, went close to 120, which is disgusting. Yeah, yeah it's huge. So um, that is a big one. So. Between he, look, that's why I say there's a lot of guys that have really good matchups this yeah. week. Tim English again, who's you know the highest averaging player in the game, comes up against Riley uh, O'Brien. O'Brien, who conceded a lot of. Um, I'm surprised he leaks points. Points to uh, Rucks, yeah. So we we knew that Marshall had you know nearly 50 hitouts against Riley O'Brien yeah, last week. I'm and surprised he's such a coordinated operator. I'm just surprised. Yeah, great that kick he- too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Great kick. Better kick than both of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, number six and seven, I've got the Giants boys. So Josh Kelly, I actually have ranked ahead of Tom Green. Flynn Maybe is, Flynn is, is out. Me I've just optimistic. Seen is Flynn out? S- sorry, I've just cut you off. Okay. I'll Flynn's out. What's double, going on there? Double check that one. But is Juicy Prusy about? Don't tell me. Who's, who's in then? Surely not. You got the teams there. What's going on? Oh, uh, looks like it'll be Kieran Briggs. I mean, it's not much of an upgrade, I don't think. I no, think they'll, they'll still go all right. Surely that's a bloodbath. Um, so, yeah, I, I still think maybe, I don't know, maybe does that maybe move English ahead of him just because of the uncertainty? Maybe he's a bit more energized. I don't know. Maybe they might flip those two, but I think they're, they're behind the, those top three guys. But the Giants boys, I've got it six and seven. Josh Kelly, I've got ahead just because I think he yep. fills the stat line a bit more. And against the Saints, I think I see him more of that Dawson kind of type that. Yeah, you know, we'll get involved a bit more of the the back line. Although we have seen Tom Green do that, um, just Tom Green coming back off the eighty last week. 
I don't know. He could go big. Maybe I'm optimistic as a non-owner, but he's at number <laughs> seven for me. And then the last three, I'm a little bit... So those top seven, I really like. Oh, I they're good. all of them are in for a big one. I've got Clayton Oliver here at eight, which I think is the lowest he's been all season. Yep. Uh, playing tonight against Port, tough matchup. Um, Josh Dunkley at nine against the Suns at home. The Q clash, um, you know... Could go all right. Just want to have him on his list in case he goes 170 plus. And then I've got Jordan Dawson uh, again up against, who are they playing? Western Bulldogs. Yeah. So at Mars Stadium, which is a stadium renowned for some funky things happening. So there's some good big boys there. There's a lot I like. So I think, um, yeah, I think maybe the line is maybe a little bit higher this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. So, what would, so let's say you, you said VC, um, EG. Mm. What's, what's Errol's number? What number is he? Uh, what his number is, Jay? Number, yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know off the top uh, of my head. I was going to go with some like cool, eg. You know, you know how the the NBA players do. Twenty one. Yeah, he's a Tim Duncan. There you go. Eg yeah. twenty one doesn't roll off yeah, the tongue, doesn't, but doesn't it's not really a thing. Sorry. So Errol. yeah, my plan is Errol what's, into Tim. What's your line, but because that was where I was going oh. with that before I got sidetracked. What's your line? I'd love a one twenty. <laughs> I think I'll probably still be soft and accept anything over one fifteen. It's so hard not to. Isn't it is it? like when it you is. see a one fifteen there and you think the potential of injury, the potential. We saw what happened yeah. to Mills. You know. Yeah. You. you Go, you go balls deep and say 120, but then when push comes to shove... You, yeah, 119's there, you go, yeah. You're like, oh, I'll take that. it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, look, well, I'll say 115. Normally, I'm a 110. I'll say 115. Yeah. So, not not much of a change, I guess, but that'll be my line this week. Time for some spicy takes, mate. Yes. Let's have a look at them, eh? Spicy, spicy takes. Yeah, how much do maracas cost? I'm going to find out how much maracas cost while you, you give your spicy take. Yeah, all right. It's tax deductible. Why not? It's all right. Deductible. We don't get paid for this. <laughs> Mate, yeah, we do. Um, anyway, uh, my hot take this week kind of contradicts my big boys a little bit before, but my hot take this week is Timmy T will be the last player on the ton run after this weekend, and that Rory Laird... Will not go one. No, not Rory Laird. Oh, no, sorry. What did Clayton I say? Oliver. Clayton Oliver. Jesus, thank Rory you. Rory Laird popped a fifty in round one. Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> uh, Clayton Oliver will not go over the ton, and we will have Timmy T as the last remaining player so on the ton run. It's kind of a mild take, I guess, against Paul. I, I actually think it is a spicy take because I, I think Clary's going a ton tonight. You reckon? Friday night footy, Adelaide Oval, Porter playing well. I think Clary shows up and he shows up in a big way. Yeah. Okay. But well, then it's hot. Yeah, I like it as a yeah. spicy take because you got Port, who's you know. A restrictive opposition, but I just I feel like there's no way that we sit down to watch Friday night footy and Clary's just not everywhere pissing us off. True, you know what yeah, I mean? Like he wants those votes. He yeah, he does. Votes. He loves them. But um, not, not a bad spicy yeah. take. Well, there's my spicy take. Maracas, sixteen bucks. I just found bargain. So is that a um, pair or is that for one single? Oh, it says maraca. Who's buying one maraca? <laughs> Come <laughs> on. Too. Yeah, okay. Why so you're sitting there with your one maraca. You so look like an idiot. Maybe $32 <laughs> and shipped from the US. So you might have to wait a few episodes for us to have so, maracas. So hundreds of dollars by the end of it. That'd be all time. Just lift maracas from under the table. Spicy, spicy takes. takes. Let's go. All right. Okay, my spicy take. I've got two here, but I'm deleting one and I'm just going to roll with Ooh, this one. Doing? I say four giants Ooh. to go 120 plus this week. I'm, I'm going to push it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name them. <laughs> Okay, this, in, the problem with this spicy take is there's the potential that I don't own any of them going into yeah. this. So I don't know I, any Giants I think, I think Is one of them Cameron Fleeton? No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn it. I should have adjusted to 12 plus. <laughs> no, okay, so I think that Lockie Whitfield yep. waxes this week, yep. plus halfback. And then I think Green, Kelly, Canelio. I think those, okay. are, those are almost... Like, I mean, and you've got 20- the outside chance that maybe like a... Ash, uh, if Ash, he's playing yeah. in there, like so, I think it's a, like a, not a bad take. Maybe Toby Green kicks a bag. Yeah, you never know. So never they're one twenty plus, but that would be big. That would be big. Okay, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I kind of hope I'm wrong as yeah. well. But that's my spicy take. Giants one twenty plus, huge scoring game there at um, the last game of the round. All right, we've been uh, waffling on for a fair amount this podcast, so let's uh, let's been. get on to some questions from the the good folks listening along live on YouTube and see if we can help some people out this week. Let's do it. Whack your questions down there, guys, and we'll try and get to as many as we can. We might. I hear, now- I hear you've got a better chance of getting a question asked if you've thumbed up the video. I think. Oh, have you heard that? Yeah, have I you? think the algorithm just just helps you out a bit yeah. there. So, if thumbs you, up if you want a better chance. If you whack your question in capital letters too, that helps my old eyes um, <laughs> see them. So, capital letters, buddy. Oh, people are going to be screaming at us now. Size 52 <laughs> font always always helps. Have a look at some of the questions after the, the bread was um, 
Cool. Let's just let's talk about the bread. Are, are you holding the bread? Because I think a few people have, have popped that in there. So, well, he's luxury. He's he's a move. Like you're probably trading him on before. In an ideal world, my my answer is always: if it gets you the guy that you want, then you can trade him out. Yeah. At this point of the year, we don't want red dots on our field. Um, look, I think there's a chance he still comes back into the side. Um, who who are Carlton versing actually? Carlton. We got Collingwood. There's every chance they lose um, and they make more changes next week. So yeah. um, I don't think you have to trade him, but if it gets you the guy you need, I think it's fine to trade him. So All right. I don't know. Question here. We haven't spoken much about this fella, but what do we think is the play with Samson Ryan at this age? By the way, shout out to Bales. He's doing God's work in the comments there. Any ones that we can't get to, Bales is um, jumping in and, and uh, answering some comments as well. So, Legend. Yeah, so if you're um, asking a question and Bales is um, giving you an answer as well, we appreciate that, Bales, because um, we can't get to everyone. So, um, Samson Ryan, what do you think? Samson Ryan, look, break-even's 20. Um, so he's, yeah. still, um, he's still going up in cash. Nank the tank back. Um, is he? Yes, he yeah, is. He so is. he's going to play. He's going to play forward. Um, so he's definitely someone you can look to trade out. But it is it is nice to have those like rocks there during the buys. Bit of a pulse that are, that are playing because obviously it's a it's a position you can't really fill very easily otherwise. Yeah. So I'm if you can like say for example you've got uh, the bread there I'd probably be trading the bread out before oh, Samson so, Ryan. Sorry, Matt. I went to back to the wrong. Sorry, oh. sorry. <laughs> what are you sorry. Doing, no, mate? I went to go back to the live view, but sorry, you I accidentally went back double to the dipping, mate. The, Come on, the dick. And You're better so, than this. Sorry, mate. I've had a couple of beers and it's just loose, <laughs> loose as hell here. I'm talking about our boy Samson Ryan. You're putting a penis on my face. What, what's <laughs> going on, man? It's a penis, mate. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd probably be trading out a few other guys before Samson Rudd, just because of that pulse, and he's got 20 break even. I know he's probably not going to score that well. But... Have a look one week. Yeah. Just yeah. one week to see what it looks like, and then, yeah, he's still going to have that cash on his head. Like, he's not going to dive in value. So Plus, I think like, how can, you, how can you trade out a face like that? Look that at that man. is an ugly face. <laughs> look I at mean, man. I, I can't throw rocks in glass house, but yeah, that's a rubbish face. Um... Let's. I like that actually. Ball boys, hot bakes, no bread. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, no bread. Uh, what do we think? Chincotta and Wilmot to Hobbs and Sharp. Chincotta and Wilmot to Hobbs. There's and no Sharp. real up. Like there's no real proper upgrade in there. Which kind it's of Wilmot's break even. Thirty nine. See, Wilmot's starting to become the guy that I wouldn't mind just holding throughout the buys as like a. You know, just a heartbeat. His break even's thirty nine. You're not making a whole lot of cash trading him out. But look, it's it's probably an upgrade and you're getting rid of a couple of red dots. I do think I don't know, it's not much of an upgrade, but I guess they're not playing. Most people I think at this at this point have a, a mid pricer that they could turn into a premium rather than going two rookies into I, a mid pricer. Yeah, I, I'd probably be doing that if possible. Yeah, that's um, like my kind say of if feel you've on it. got like a um Who's the guy you traded out last week again? Um, oh, Hunt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got Hunt. And to or... be honest, I'd even I'd even prefer rather than doing two rookies into a rookie in a mid price. I'd almost prefer to do someone like a a rookie down and like a Fiorini up, even if you thought yeah. you were going to hold him yeah, for longer. Yeah, Fiorini, like... he's he's going to start to slow down in. So I think, uh, yeah, hopefully if you do have a mid-price, you could get them up to a premium. This one's a good one. Just three players um, up against each other: Dawson, Merritt, or Kelly. Where are you going? Dawson, Merritt. Kelly. So Dawson and Merritt are both round 14. Kelly round 15. Of all those options, I, I'm Merritt, I think. I think I'm pretty big on Merritt this week. Dawson is kind of like that player that if you, you've you been off him so far, so he's been a player that's been damaging you. So I would try and just get him after the buy. At least on that buy round, you kind of get that break where others have him and you don't. So it's not that advantage. Yep. And um, he's not what I would consider uh, cheap. So, uh, Hobbs and Cash, or, or ride the uh, Dugowie. Ride the Dugowie train Ooh, until Dugowie. the buy. yeah. I've, I've seen some people talking about Dugowie. I, I think just, I'd go Hobbs and Cash there. Hey? Yeah, I'd probably go Hobbs in that scenario and, and, and save the Cash, make a big upgrade next week. I just, um, yeah. He had 120 last week, but if you look the two weeks before, 60-53. All in the same role. It's just, it's, you're throwing darts at what he's going to produce. Yeah. Um, this one here we've got, uh, is, is Callum Mills to Matt Rowell an upgrade? Like, my short answer is no. Um, well, but Callum I don't, Mills is not going to score much this week. <laughs> that's correct. But, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know shit from shoe polish. So, yeah. but I still don't feel 
that Matt Rowe's an upgrade there. I feel like you, you stretch yourself, get something better. Is yeah. That like, am I yeah. right there? Look, or am it's, I... Mate, it was, it was something like I was shopping around this price range before I had the set of field um, sort of injury because I was pretty keen to get rid of someone like a Fergus Green or someone like that and I yeah. couldn't get up very much. Um, I liked a Brad Crouch a little bit more than a Matt Rowe because I've seen Brad Crouch go 105, 106. Yeah. You know, stretches of one twenty plus. Price now? Uh, yeah, it's about thirty k okay. difference. So it's a little bit more for for a crouch, um, but I prefer him. Again, it has to fit your buy structure. But again, I'm not worried about bringing in a round twelve guy, even though they have a buy in their two rounds because everyone is going to miss a game at some point. Uh, what about this one here? We've got thoughts on going steel down to Whitfield and then peddler up to Hobbs. So uh, Hobbs, sorry. So <clears throat> that's an interesting one because steel down to Whitfield. Only involves the last game, but I think your trades would be locked in before then anyway, wouldn't they? You know, yeah. with something else. So, w- would you do that, or is your opinion still strongly that's try still, to try to get the upgrade? That's very sideways to me. I mean, yeah. that's almost like you could lose points there. That's true. Peddler um, to Hobbs is no guarantee there. Yeah, like Peddler's just scored an eighty, um, and Steele's every chance to outscore Whitfield. Despite Whitfield having a good matchup, Steele is still uh, like a premium midfielder. I think there's probably something better you could do. All right. What about here? The bread to Sharp and then going Chase Jones to Whitfield. I actually don't mind I like that. it. Yeah. I, I think, think, that's, I think that's the kind of, like those kind of Chase Jones guys, uh, the kind yeah. of mid-prices that we talk about getting up to a premium. So yeah. I'll, I'll tick that one off. Yeah. Um, Questions flying in. Yeah. Ah. And hundred, almost 170 people watching our ugly mugs. Shout out to the Ball Boys Army. Actually, <laughs> the Ball while, Boys Army. While, while you're having a look at some more generous, questions mate. there, I want to... Um, I want to give another another shout out to some of the the big dogs up at the top of the Ball Boys League. Uh, like we mentioned, I think the other day, Fleabag is the number one ranked coach in the uh, in the comp part of the the Ball Boys uh, Classic League. Which um, just shout out to you, Fleabaggers. Yeah, fuck yeah, how good's that? That's sick. Um, Ruck related question for you: Would you go wits to English, or would you turn um, I think it was Fiorini into a premium this week? See, Who's? this is where I'm. Again, we're, we're close enough to the buys that English is around fifteen buys, isn't he? You've held English for this long. You might as well make advantage of the fact that he has that unique round thirteen buy. Yeah, um, which has got a tough matchup this week in Oscar McInerney. But does he? Uh, who's English guy? Uh, it's the, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be trying to. Ra- I'd rather get the midfield upgrade. I, although they're both round thirteens because he's trading up Braden Fiorini, isn't he? Yeah, true. Um, ugh, that makes it tougher. I think. Hmm. It depends on who that upgrade is to. I think you're probably getting a bigger upgrade on the midfielder. Oh, that's a tough one. I reckon flip a coin there. <laughs> Good oh, advice. Yeah, yeah I don't tune know. Sorry, I haven't, the, haven't helped tune at in all. For the best you? advice. Well done, Mitch. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Oh, someone said, is it too late to jump in the fantasy league or can people still Oh, yeah, in? jump on. Yeah, yeah how, how get do they, board, How yeah. do they get in, Mitch? Do um, you know? I think at the bottom of this video, there might even be a link there or at least on oh, really? our, um, maybe not on the live ones on our most recent podcast, there is a link that you can just click. It'll take you through and bada bim, bada boom, you're in. And uh, How good's that? Probably going to be ranked ahead of me, but um, <laughs> yeah, come in late. Come join the party. Absolutely. We'll get to a couple more questions, guys. We really apologize that we're not able to answer everyone's, but like I said, thank you to Bales, who's just jumping in there to answer a few. And, Doing God's um, work. Yeah, absolutely, in the comments there. So, um, <laughs> poor bastard. <Yeah>. Poor, <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs> <said laughs> was... mate. I'm oh, sorry, but that is a tough call. Uh, I'd, I'd back your gut there. Yeah, I feel like if I gave you an answer, I'd probably give you the wrong one. So, <laughs> Uh, you probably have done more research than I have on that particular situation. This is, the Chibata stuff's fred on, uh, like fresh on us too. We we haven't really had time to think yeah. about what we're going to do with old Chibata. So yeah. I know what um, I'm doing. See how we go. Sitting on my bench. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Warple and Chibata up to Whitfield and Sharp. Grab some cash. What do you think about that? Warple and Chibata to Whitfield and cash. Uh can you do something better than Whitfield? Like, well, you probably have to. You probably have to trade someone that's more expensive than Chibata. Well, you said and cash. Oh, okay. Like, would you rather Whitfield or Bailey Smith? Get some cash more on the field. I'd rather Bailey Smith than Whitfield, personally. Oh, really? I think so. I think Bailey Smith is more likely to be a keeper for the rest of the season than Whitfield. He had 87% CBAs this week, but he had 0% the last week. Like, 
and, Whit- and Whitfield comes against the Saints this week and then two other half-decent matchups. So you take Bailey Smith over Whitfield. You raise good points. They're both DPP. Maybe this is just my affinity to Bailey Smith. Who I was <laughs> keen on in the preseason, well, and I'm hoping that he backs up my my enthusiasm earlier in the year. If you cast, yeah, and it was enthusiasm because we knew we know that you like getting Bailey Smith off. So, <laughs> oh, you're bringing it back. Yeah, bringing it right back. So, okay, but you you'd still go Smith over Whitfield. Yeah, just if you like me better, go Bailey Smith. If you like Luke better, go Whitfield. Everyone's going Whitfield, I but guess. I think, but I, <laughs> but I, think, uh, I think I think it's a decent trade uh, yeah. either way. Um, Either way. Yeah. Okay, I've had too many beers. I think we should jump off before I say something silly. What do you reckon? Before you say something silly, mate. Oh, okay. What do you, what do you mean? We're about an hour and two minutes late for that. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, that'll, that'll do it for us today, guys. Oh, as tame um, as they come. Uh, final, before you leave, at, as it stands right now, your trades for the weekend? My trades at the moment. Um, Put you on the spot here. I have no fucking idea. Uh, <laughs> before Chincotta was out, I was going peddler down to... Um, oh, yeah, that's Wardlaw right. and then Mills to like a Kelly or a can Baird. You, can you still do the same thing? Which oh, I don't know. I haven't yeah. actually looked. Okay. So Okay, and look into the camera, mate, and tell everyone your trades. <laughs> <laughs> Penis on the face again. Peened. Oh, you're going to have to duck. He's ducking. He's weaving. Oh, no. I'm, I'm doing... I'm doing the, uh, okay, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm doing the back, double. Mate. I'm doing the double uh, Essendon trade. So I'm going uh, Setterfield to Ben Hobbs, yep. and then I'm doing Mills up to Zaki Merritt. How good are these force trade weeks? We don't oh, have to think about like, it. I honestly, yeah, sort of just thought about it today. I went, "Yep, that sounds good," <laughs> uh, and just crossing my fingers that things go well for me, and uh, we can make it through the buy rounds unscathed, or as uh, with the least amount of bullet wounds as possible. Uh, beautiful. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap it up there, guys. If you have enjoyed the podcast today and all the stuff we've been doing over the last several weeks and the season, give this video a big thumbs up. We really, really appreciate it. Make sure you guys are subscribed. And uh, good luck with your team this week. Hope your captains fire. And hopefully you make uh, excellent trades that score more than three points this week. But <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Laters. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.